0: Hello, my CNC brother or sister, I'm Garrett with IDC Woodcraft, your CNC router bit supply company, where we are going to be learning about how to price your CNC projects, whether you're doing CNC lasers or CNC routers, plasma cutters. One of the most common questions that's asked is, how do I price my CNC projects? I can tell you up front. In this podcast, you are going to learn that it is not what you think it is when it comes to pricing your projects. It is completely different. We're going to start this off with the idea of if you don't make a profit, you don't have a business. You have a hobby. But the idea of business is to make a decent profit. You're starting something to make a living out of, so you want to make sure you get enough income to make that living. What this series is, this is uh, this episode, this podcast is part four of a series, of a 10-part series, where we are mentoring our CNC sister, Kate Tucker, who tried to start a business but was all over the place, couldn't really get a handle on what she was doing, nor was she making very much money. And it's because of a number of things that many people don't really understand the foundations of building a business. And that's what this whole 10-part series is about. So, I do recommend that you go back to episode one and start from there. However, this particular podcast, you don't necessarily have to, but you still need to get the business mindset. And that's what the whole 10-part episode uh, series is about. Now, this one, we're going to talk about, of course, pricing your projects. I'm going to give this kind of a foundation for you, where... The first thing is not to take into account your time and effort and materials when it comes to pricing your projects, but to take into account the market that you are serving and the niche that you are in. This is where most CNC creators make the mistake when they're first starting to get into business because they don't really understand the the business foundations. And that is you wanna find customers who value your work, value themselves, and are willing to pay higher prices. There's a Walmart crowd, there's a Dollar General crowd, there's a uh, uh, what is it? Tiffany's crowd, and there's a few in between. You wanna find the right crowd that's willing to pay five, six, seven hundred $700 for a cutting board rather than the crowd that's only gonna pay $35 and bicker with you about it to get your price down another $3. This is so foundational and important. At the end of the day, you do not have a business if you're not making a profit. You have a hobby, and you want to increase your profits. You're starting a business because you want to support your household. So we need to find the marketplace that's going to support that. So in this episode, we're going to be talking to our sister, Kate, and I'm going to be teaching her about rethinking how to price your CNC projects. I hope that you take this into account. It is very serious when it comes to making a living and a profit in your CNC business. So the other episodes, this is uh, number four of 10. They're all linked down below in the description. I suggest you start with episode number one and work your way up from there because business is not just about pricing your projects. It's about knowing your worth. It is about understanding what's called an avatar, which we will get into later in the uh, other episodes. Very, very important stuff. So without further ado, we are going to start to talk to Kate. Now, just keep in mind, this was done on a YouTube live and now you're listening to the podcast. So if we're saying hello to people, that's exactly why. They are on the live and they are commenting. All right, let's go talk to our sister Kate and start learning how to price your CNC projects. Hello, my CNC brothers and sisters. I'm Garrett with IDC Woodcraft, and welcome to another Wednesday where we're going to be talking CNC business. And uh, uh today we are going to be talking about pricing your CNC projects. I get asked these questions all the time, uh, and I see it all the time in the Facebook groups. And so we are going to uh, be talking to Kate again, since I'm guiding her in business, and um, Also, we're going to tap into the community here that's here who also has businesses and get some some different um, different perspectives on on how to price your CNC projects going into business. And we're going to also cover uh, weave in and out of this something that's really, really important. And that is also understanding your market. Because depending on the market that you are going after it's going to be just going to depend on how you can price your projects. But at the end of the day, when it comes down to CNC business, there's one rule of thumb, and that rule of thumb is you have to make a profit if you are not, then you are in a hobby and you're working really hard in a hobby. So we are going to be talking about that we're going to be talking about your own psychology again in. How to price things, because price resistance in, in, in all business from a customer is not because of the customer, most of the time, it is us projecting to the customer what they call objections or resistance. It's a, a very interesting uh, thing. Business, again, as I've said the last uh, two times with Kate, business is 100% up here. And we have to change our level in our business if uh, or in our mind if we're going to change our level in our business. Okay, so what I want to do first of all is bring Kate back on board. Uh, First of all, if you are just popping on to this for the first time, what you are jumping into is a basically a mentoring series. Uh, Kate Tucker is a CNC sister. I'm going to bring her on and, and, uh, we have been talking for about a year and she has helped me and I'm helping her. And so we are, she has been trying to get her business going and, uh, struggled with it and she'll give you her little elevator, elevator speech here in just a moment. And, uh, so we kind of agreed she's in the same space uh, that she wants to help other people on her journey. Right. And this is part of what business is about is sharing your journey with other people, Uh, not just inside the community that we are in, but with your customer as well, because one of the things in business that uh, there's many sayings when it comes to business and marketing is facts, tell, story, sell. So if you are, uh, selling a project to somebody, and you're telling them, "Oh, yeah, this is made of walnut, and and it took me this long to make it, and I had to run it through this machine to do this and program that." They don't give a crap about that, right? They care about what they're getting out of it at an emotional level, okay? And so, so pricing falls into this emotional level to uh, a lot of degrees. So, um, a couple more hellos, and then Kate is going to start talking we got uh i said hello to everybody i think this can buy steve i didn't say hi to steve and patrick and don okay so kate why don't you say hello give your give your quick uh, intro for those who have jumped on to this mentoring series which we are doing every wednesday at Mm -hmm. 8 p.m eastern standard time so if you want to grow your business and learn along with kate then uh, jump on board schedule it into your Wednesdays okay Kate say hello
1: hi everybody it's nice to see all of you back again Um, thank you for the repeats Um, friends that keep coming back we love having you every week so I am so fortunate to have you in the room because you get to see um, Garrett's outstanding mentoring skills but you also get to see me grow as a CNC entrepreneur Um, so as Garrett says my elevator speech Um, I have been in woodworking for roughly five to seven years, um, tinkering here and there. And then I started a craft business, which was very successful. And I went from a little bitty Cricut crafting machine to a big vinyl cutter. And I finally reached a point in the business where I just said, the market is so overly saturated. I want to take my business to the next level and up the ante. So that's what I did. I dove in, um, I could have gone with a laser easily. I know a lot of people do lasers, um, but I wanted something different. I wanted something to really challenge me and to take me to the next level. And that's why I bought a CNC machine. I went for the Onefinity X50 Journeyman I love my machine, but I had zero experience going in. And after I placed the order, I had about a six month waiting period. And then that's when I found Garrett's channel and I just dove in, um, started taking notes, making all the notes, filling up notebooks of how to run, how to operate, and how to use the software and what I needed to have when my CNC arrived. So here we are about a year later. Um, I've made lots of cool projects and learned a lot, but now I'm more in the headspace of, I've done a lot of work on the CNC and now I want to transition that into a business that is sustainable and profitable.
0: <clears throat> okay, so that, that's good. The way, the way you just said that towards the end, uh, a, a sustainable and profitable, but also scale right to grow right that's that's what we want to do with business we want to get it to grow and do a level that we're comfortable with um but you also want to get make a profit out of it right i mean that's what business is all about and you want to simplify things on your end so that you're not working super hard now like most CNC creators, you spend your first six months to a year figuring this stuff out, building up the mm-hmm. skills, understanding the, the the quirks and the emotions of your machine, <laughs> <The> <laughs> and, yep, and and, and yep. learning how to dial things in and, and kind of get the whole process in your head. And about what I have discovered is about 60% of us are interested in starting a business. And yeah. they... The, there's different percentages in different realms, right? So there's uh, mm-hmm. retirees who are like, I, I want to do something else with my life. And, and so they want to take on that challenge and they come out mm-hmm. of the workforce. There are those who are tired of the nine to five and are just getting, you know, just, just I've got to have something else and this is what they know. Something on else to. to. Do. Yep. And then there's those that just say, you know what, there's something else inside of me that I want to go after and what I do now isn't fulfilling. Oh, that's Kate. <clears throat> right. <laughs> and and so so in the first couple of sessions here we've talked about um you as an individual what your life circumstances uh you know mom to several kids you have a husband who travels all the time so you're 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 wearing many hats and trying to get do this business thing at the same time yeah Uh, and then we've talked a bit about psychology and last time we talked about some of the backlash you got by starting a cnc for women's facebook group and Mm -hmm. learning how to deal with with that so we're going to rehash that a little bit before we get into pricing because for you who's watching this the like i said earlier business is all up here it's 100 percent in how you think and how you interact with the world and how you react to the world and when you get in a business i want you to think of you as a customer going into places where you're buying from and how we as consumers expect businesses to do certain things in certain ways and perform at certain levels. Mm -hmm. But we don't always see the other side of how business really operates when you, like such in my case, right? I am sitting down, I'm ordering, uh, you know, a thousand boxes from Uline right for you know th- th- you don't know that i spent a thousand dollars in buying boxes or yeah. or uh, uh or, or uh you know three thousand dollars in coffee mugs right to pass out um yeah and and buying little labels and printing them out and sticking them on things you know there's so much that goes uh, that goes yeah. on behind the scenes and as business owners we are going we have to learn how to shift into that and at the same time understand that the consumer is thinking very differently and we have to be psychologically prepared for that uh, because otherwise we get mad at them. The customer does not care about what we do. The customer cares about what they get. Okay. And so when you got some backlash, right, we talked a bit since before last meeting and during the meeting, uh, the the last Wednesday session, and Mm -hmm. we've talked, between then and now. And so what are some of your thoughts on on this? You're built. You, you're trying to build a market CNC right. for women. That's one of the things you're trying to do. The other thing we're going to talk about yeah. heavily here is pricing projects, but I just want to uh, really, I have to set the stage. When it comes to business mentoring, it, it I, I can't stress this enough. It, we have to shift our own psychology, right? the way we think. Yeah. So, so, you So, to get
1: out of your own head.
0: Yeah, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that, and then we're going to get into the, the pricing strategies and, and talk about that a bit. Hey, my CNC brother or sister, stopping the podcast for just a moment. If you're new to CNC routers, or maybe not so new, you might want to become a member of the CNC Insiders. Now, that's a group, a, an exclusive group that I have formed that... I have discounts available to you that I don't make public, and only the CNC insiders get that information, plus they are always privy to new bits that come out, and they always get a discount when the bits come out. And there's other special things that you get as a CNC insider, I'll give you files, and other miscellaneous things, and tips, and well, I'm not sure I can name it all. But if you want to be part of a little tighter community and be in the exclusive CNC Insiders group, then you might want to sign up for that. There will be a link down below in the description of this podcast. Sign up to the CNC Insiders and get notified of things. When IDC gets them in-house, you will have a discount. And I've got discounts that I do not make public. That is one cool thing that the Insiders get. All right podcast time let's get back to it
1: all right so where do you where do you want me to start where do you feel is most beneficial
0: what you've learned from from customers that uh, maybe yeah you know, whether it's a customer or someone in community in our community right we do have some sour apples and right. and realizing that these are one and the same type of people Right. And, and mm-hmm. learning how to, to just kind of have you. Shifted how, yeah. How, yeah. Understanding that they are in a different space in their minds mm-hmm. and, it, and it has nothing to do with us. Right. So I want, just want kind of want your take on what you've learned in, in this and how that may have helped you a bit in, in your business understanding.
1: Well, So there's a lot of, there's like you said, there's going to be a lot of negativity and sour apples in anything and everything that you do. Um, It's just a matter of turning them off, but also in that same breath, learning from them. Because if you let every negative Nelly that comes through the door or every negative customer, you'll, you'll just, it'll just stop you in your tracks. You're never going to just keep pressing forward, and you can't let those type of people drag you down. If I had a nickel for every time somebody said, oh, you can't do that, or, you know, you can't do that. You have too many responsibilities as a mom. Well, you're not being, you know, you can't be a good mom and a good wife and try to start a business, and I'm like, challenge accepted. Watch (laughs) me now. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh you know here recently actually you know i would say probably within the last couple of months i actually i made this beautiful charcuterie board um i don't remember i think it was like a tiger wood it was so pretty and she wanted me to laser um one of her grandmother's recipes on it i really did not want to because it's such a beautiful piece of wood but i did and i showed her the piece of wood i you know texted it to her and showed her everything of what it was going to look like and she got it and she was like i'm gonna throw this in the fire pit i was like um okay like hit me upside the head but i just have to do me and i had to say okay this is not about me this is about her. I don't know what she didn't like. So as a business owner, I need to conduct myself with, um, poise and be respectful and not be ugly and just be like, well, it's you that doesn't like it. And and, you know, just come back at her and be ugly because that's not how business owners conduct themselves. So I said, okay, well, I'm so sorry to hear that you're unhappy with the product. Can you tell me why you didn't like it? Um, you know, I would be happy to refund. What, what can I do to make this right? And she's like, well, I just didn't want you to think I was getting any enjoyment out of it because I was just going to throw it on my burn pile. That was her response to what I said to her. And I'm like, okay, that's not at all what I asked, but I understood that she was upset. And so I just said, okay, well, I'll be happy to refund your money. And if you don't mind, would you mind repackaging it and putting it on your front porch and I will come pick it up you know cuz I wasn't just going to let that wood just go to waste like I could totally reuse it as a business owner thinking <laughs> uh I need I need to I need to get my hands back on that board is what I'm thinking internally aside from all her whatever she was whatever it was that she was trying to conduct herself with and then there's just a lot of people also in the community that don't like they just want to create turmoil they're just Sorry fellas, they're just called uh shit stirs. And I eventually I've told my kids eventually, you know, in their teenage years, I've said, look, if you're gonna stir the shit pot, eventually you're gonna have to lick the spoon. <laughs> so there you are. I mean, I just I don't I don't have a lot of headspace for them. They're just they're almost laughable, some of the comments that they make. Um so for instance there was a comment on actually on the youtube video where you posted this from our last mentoring session and they were commenting about like your backdrop and my backdrop and i was like okay he lives in like a really cool historic town and the architecture and all of that's just how the houses are built like you just have to understand the city like i live in indianapolis so i know where madison is and if you would see it you would just be like wow this place is so cool so that's why you have those unique windows up top. But he was making fun of that and saying, maybe you should be doing videos on home improvement. And then he commented on all of my like dust boots and stuff saying how on point I was. And then two steps later, he was like, Oh, don't worry about her being competition uh, because she uses epoxy in her wood. And I was just like, <laughs> What?
0: What? Yeah. So, so this, this person it's was just small-minded, and so, so the point is, is, Sorry, uh, yeah, it, it, yeah. And, and business and customers, we're gonna have it. You know, your point with that one customer, right? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, just, just throwing mud at you for something, yeah. You know, we don't know what goes on. Right, in their in their world, maybe maybe they, they, they lost somebody, maybe they got a you know, fight, maybe they got fired, who knows, and we yeah. end up getting a brunt, but at the same time, we as business owners have self-respect, and you by all means have a right to fire a customer, okay? As a business That's owner, a good point. yep, as a business owner, you are building uh, uh, something for you, for your livelihood, and mm-hmm. through that, it is... You know, you have to build your self-respect and, and and say, just because you're the customer, the customer's not always right if you're going to treat me like this. Uh-uh, right? Mm-hmm. I have fired many customers, paying customers, right? So, okay, so... um there, there's a couple, there's comments are coming by, but, but I do want to get on this pricing thing first and, and start yeah. talking about price and then we'll start tapping into the comments. I do want to say thank you to, uh, trade skills, anonymous we made a donation of nine, nine, 10, 10 bucks there, uh, thanking us for, for doing this, uh, this stuff here. All right. It's for the entrepreneurial journey.
1: Very cool.
0: Yeah. Very nice to yeah. Yep. Okay. So let's talk pricing. So the first thing I want to share with you, Kate, and with everybody else is, is don't think about pricing until you start thinking about the market you are going to be serving. And what I say, what the market, this is the demographic that you're going to serve. We've talked about avatar a little bit, uh, but we have not jumped into the avatar work, which is so, so important because that's going to establish a lot of things. Um, but the first thing is, is if we're making everything and we're trying to sell to everyone, you will always, always struggle because you have no focus on your business or your clarity on your business other than I'm just making stuff and trying to sell it, right? Business is not about just making things and trying to get a buck out of it. It's about fine tuning your focus. Mm-hmm. If you're brand new as a CNC and you don't really know what project to make, like there's a comment here, uh, someone is asking, what What are the best projects to start making to sell? Um, okay. Yeah, so we'll address that comment in a little while. Um, but so I talk about you have your dollar store shoppers, your Walmart shoppers, your Kroger level shoppers, and then your your jungle gym shoppers, right? And and so Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's, yeah. What is jungle <laughs> gyms? Oh, jungle gyms. A, I don't want jungle Okay, Trader Joe's. Thanks for correcting me. Trader Joe's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, and so these are all different dollar levels that people are they're they buy at these places because because of their financial thermostat or their their, their number one their sense of self value. Okay. Uh, yeah. Th- those that go to the dollar store generally are not. prettiest people on the planet right um they don't drive the best cars they live we'll just say they live a low budget lifestyle right and and Mm -hmm. and the reason that they live that type of lifestyle is because that's that's what they know and so that's their psychology and those are the worst customers you want to go after this is why you don't want to get down competitive pricing with with people okay because when you get down with all the masses uh, if if everybody here is making cutting boards and we're selling them between you know thirty and fifty bucks right and and just making a mm-hmm. couple of pennies off of it, we're all fighting for the same space and we're all playing with the same low lower budget customers that, aren't really interested in the, the feeling behind the work. You know, they may say it's a pretty right. board, but, but there's not a lot of em- emotional meaning behind it. There's not a lot of value behind it uh, for them mm-hmm. because their own sense of self value is at a certain level. Okay. So okay, does that make sense to you?
1: Yes. Yes, okay. absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Just trying to soak it all in.
0: Right. Right. Trying to process
1: and, that deeper level of,
0: Right, and so we. What it all know, means. ideally, as we're starting out, right? Well, we'll get back to that in a minute. the The, the, the okay. best place you want to start trying to fit yourself into is the Kroger level crowd. Now we we've got lots of different uh, places we can sell our stuff at. You know, they're online, right? Uh, your 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 Etsy and your website. Um, you know, um, craft shows and what have you. But even craft shows have the same different types of demographics. So you want to find craft shows yeah. where people are spending more money and they're just a higher class of people. Um, yeah. Think beer drinkers versus wine drinkers. Right. That's fair. Uh-huh. Wine yeah. drinkers are going to spend, they just generally have a higher sense of uh, the value in their world. And they're they're willing to spend more for for the things that they have for nicer things. Yeah right um so so when it comes to pricing this is what one of the things we have to think about in our avatar so i want to uh i want to talk about avatar okay but before i do that let's kind of just rehash what i just shared with you
1: Mm
0: -hmm. what what you just kind of heard me say because i wanted to hear hear what you do you want
1: me to kind of repeat everything (laughs) that you just said
0: yeah yeah because if you don't if i'm just talking then then it kind of works like this and when i say something it means something when you say something it really means something
1: (laughs) okay so you have your different tiers of people you have your different tiers of shopping levels spending levels um lifestyles and what i'm absorbing is Yes, with the craft shows, I know exactly what you're saying. I'm going back like in my brain when I started doing craft shows and I'm also thinking about Etsy and I'm thinking about my website, but I'm also thinking about how do I up the ante on my marketing game? My thoughts were, so I have some realtors that I sell to. Um, They wanted a couple you know, like keys made for, you know, taking a picture at their store and this and that, but those are kind of one-offs. So the way that I had to up my ante was, I worked with those realtors which were fine and they're selling, um, you know, regular homes, everyday homes to the majority of people that, you know, buy median-sized homes. What I'm thinking about doing is, I have a girlfriend of mine and she sells homes up in Geist, which if you're anywhere familiar with Indianapolis, they're multi-million dollar homes. They're on the Geist Reservoir. I mean, you look at some of these homes and you just go, what do some of these people do for a living? Good Lord. Um, and that—that that is the group of realtors that I want to get into. Because, you know, if I sell a little wine rack and it has some olive wood and some epoxy in it, and then a charcuterie board and something else, and I sell those for $200. I could easily, I have to look at the market where I want to sell. And I could, I mean, $175 or $200 for her, for a gift, for someone who just bought a 5 to $10 million home is going to be like, she might think, be like, okay, is that the best you got? Mm-hmm. Like, what else do you have? And so that's when I'm listening, I'm thinking all about how can I really up the ante and how can I also niche down, excuse me, how can I niche down into those custom, high value um, return clients? Because I know that if I work with this realtor and I'm providing this high quality product for her, she's gonna tell her realtor friends, well, I may put a twist, on that so then everybody's not getting the same gift but again maybe up the ante so then that way if the first client if the first realtor comes back around and she sees what you know her friend Sue got now we have a mixed variety and it's not only you know it's not necessarily the focus on Etsy where I'm just like sitting waiting and hoping and praying that people are going to find me i'm really taking that into i'm taking my future more into my hands instead of just waiting yes the website is essential and it's great that it looks professional and very business oriented because they need a place to go and buy the products but it's also a great place for them to say okay well i want to have a stack of you know, 10 of these ready to go. Can you just keep a stack with my name on them? So if I sell a house, I can call you up, you can carve it, personalize it, laser engrave it, whatever, and then give it to me. And I'm absolutely, I will meet you. I will drive to your office. I will personally hand deliver them that customer service experience. And then that way I feel like, you know, I'm taking my future a little bit into my own hands and I'm not just waiting for, the Walmart crowd and then waiting to level up to the Kroger crowd and then so on.
0: But Hey, I wanted to stop this podcast for just a moment to ask you a question. First of all, before I ask you, you know that feeds and speeds are really important for your router bits. If the feeds and speeds are set too high, you can burn up your bits. If they're set too low, you can break them or cause damage to your CNC router. So the question is, When you have gone searching for feeds and speeds data on a computer, how easy was that to find? Well, it's not easy. You would think that CNC router bit companies would make this information available to you because it's necessary, but it just seems that they don't. IDC Woodcraft has changed the game on that one. I have put out an app for your cell phone. It's called the IDC Woodcraft CNC Router Bit app. And what it has is all the feeds and speeds for all the CNC router bits that are out there and for a lot of different materials. So if you're wondering what they are, you simply go into the app, click a couple buttons to get to the specific router bit, and there's all the data. Plus, it has all the technical specs for the bits and... If you're working metric or imperial, you can select that as well. And it has the different dial settings for the different trim routers. So it's a very convenient tool. And one of the other things that I have added to that is, uh, when you go to search for router bits to go purchase one, there's lots of steps you have to do on a computer. You can get your router bit directly through the app. When you go to the bit, you simply buy that, uh, click the buy now button. And there you go. So, That app is free to you as a CNC user, a CNC brother or sister. You might as well get that directly on your phone. It's super, super convenient. You don't have to go to your computer for any of your router bit information. It's right there on your phone. Down in the description of this podcast is a link, two links actually, one for Apple and one for Android. Why don't you go on down there now and get that app on your phone? You'll have that information right in your phone and you don't have to go to your computer again. All right, let's get back to this podcast. The,
1: the thing I would be struggling with is the price. And that's where I feel like you are very strong. Is that? Yeah.
0: I don't know, no, I'm like on a I actually, tangent you,
1: there, but well, I no, feel like. No,
0: you said some good stuff here uh, because you identified something that many new creators don't see right and that is um starting off on Etsy which is not a bad thing That Etsy can be frustrating for people uh because Mm -hmm. you're 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 in the crowd um but what you just said is something you identified which which Kate pat yourself on the back uh because (laughs) you realize that Etsy you're kind of at the whim of whatever Etsy does and how their algorithms right. work, right? You do have to do your work, make your images right, take you know, use the search engine optimization in there. But now you're you've got a little bit more strategy in your in your mind. You're thinking of a high-end realtor, right? There's even yeah. there's even your realtors that sell the, the the three bedroom low budget homes. They're not going to pay a lot. They're going to pay forty bucks for one, right? Uh, for yeah. for a board. But you're when, when they're doing when you're going $10 ten, $10 million dollar homes. Now they have yeah. a bigger financial mindset. Here's the interesting yes. thing. I want I want you to kind of wrap this one around your head and uh, maybe take some okay. effort, So I'm telling you, is your customer on this one? If you pursue this real estate customer, uh, okay. the re, the realtor, and then go after other realtors that are selling high end homes,
1: yeah.
0: they are your customer. However, you, if they're not necessarily close enough friends, you need to, the idea is to close them. Now, I'm going to come back to this word and what it means, but okay. the idea is to identify their, they already know they have to give value to their customer, which is the buyer, right? Yes. So you have to understand the buyer's mentality. And- and the okay. buyer's desire and the way the buyer is going to view the things that that realtor is going to give them as a gift, right? And, mm-hmm. and once you understand that and you can talk to the realtor from a language of, remember what your buyer is going to be seeing if you're going to be giving them this as a closing gift, right? And, and so
1: okay,
0: what that does is that frames it into a higher value. Uh, okay, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, for them, they, they actually, they actually get mentally, emotionally framed at a higher value for the items. Okay. It, it okay. Just, so, so it's that's that's psychological framing or emotional framing that that you are using, showing them, using the their customer. As the reference as to this is the stuff. Uh, if you want to sell, you know, give this as a, to a ten million dollar buyer, right? Yeah. And you're gonna give them a two hundred dollar board. No. all right That that's that's the kind of thing. Uh, yeah.
1: I, I, and and it's hard for me because I'm not that person. You know, I'm not a ten million dollar homeowner, so I would have no idea what what they would want but I'll go back to what you've said before is you've always had you have an individual that makes eight hundred dollar charcuterie boards and I saw one
0: for twenty one hundred dollars the other day
1: yeah I mean I was I was showing Michael last night um my husband and I was showing him an artist on Instagram that I love her work it's huge but I was looking at her pieces and I told Michael I said oh my god I would love to have one of these pieces and one of the pieces of art were like twenty four hundred dollars and one was forty two hundred dollars and fifteen hundred dollars and we're just not in that phase of life where we can just you know spend twenty four hundred dollars on a piece of art but those people that are spending ten million dollars on a home absolutely they'd Mm -hmm. probably buy the whole dang collection if they wanted it they'd be like here you go
0: yeah
1: um
0: For, for everyone who is watching this right now, what I what I want you to kind of think about in this dialogue here, right? for, for even for a new creator just getting into this, I saw that question, what should I make uh, start making? Um, what I'm hoping this is doing for you is realizing that uh, as you're doing this to mentally start to prepare yourself to shift up in, 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 in value. Right. Because when we first get into this, especially if we come out of the employee uh, world as an employee where we clock in, clock out or do our eight, ten hours. And at the end of the week, we get a paycheck. Right. That's that's literally we have chunked our time. That time frame is done as a business owner. It's very, very different. Right. We don't have a time clock. The results yeah. of our business are purely dependent on What we do, and what we learn, how we up our skills, and that's exactly what we're trying to do here. And the first thing is we have to up our our own sense of standards. So that's that's what I'm hoping that that everybody that is watching this is is starting to realize that this is about you first, right? And 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 realizing that you're stepping into a different world, and it's going to take a little while, right, to 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 change the way that you think. It, it just is because we just have this. You don't know what you don't know, right? And um, <laughs> right until we yeah. until we reach out and start learning, uh, yeah. and, and and finding those people that know. Um, so, so let's talk. I, I want to add. I want to address this question here because it's kind of hanging here. I thought it was a good question. It's from someone who's new, apparently. Okay. And it's from Facebook user. and Well, a lot of people have the same name. How does that work? Like, that? <laughs> um, So <laughs> Facebook user, if you're on Facebook, uh, sometimes it doesn't register you. There's something you can do, but I don't know the, the, the thing. So as a beginner, how do you pick the best project to make? Not knowing what sells well, you're finding it hard to figure out what will sell without wasting money. So let's talk about on this one kate how did you start actually selling things to just kind of jog this to start to spur some ideas
1: um you mean as working with just a cnc or in my business previously as a cnc OK, Yeah.
0: You know, um, well, I guess the kind of question is what kind of projects were you making? How did you get them noticed? What did you find that was selling for you? You know, that, that could kind of give Facebook user here an idea of the best projects to make. So the first answer is there are no best projects just yet. All right. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. and Talk a little bit about how you started. And how you well,
1: I would sales. say I made a lot of small projects to start with um, just because. As a beginner, I wasn't overly confident in my skills as a CNCer. So I'm not sure when you say as a beginner, are you new to the business world or are you new to the CNC business world?
0: I'm going to take this as both.
1: Both. Okay. So I did a little bit of what I knew already, which was signs. That was my business. I did wood signs. So I converted some of my. designs that I already had. And I turned them into carve signs, which were great. Um, a lot of people really liked them, but they were just kind of like hanging around. Like I noticed, I know, noticed that there wasn't a lot of growth. Um, so what I did was, is I did a little social experiment, if you will. And I tapped into a market that I knew everybody is really passionate about, um, the American flag so i made a lot of patriotic things um i did the american flag and it had a big beautiful eagle carved into it and it was stained with you know the red for the red you know for the flag and the blue for the stripes and i went and i matched those colors exactly so they looked perfect and i fire burned it and i just gave it that really unique look and I made sure that it wasn't too difficult so if i had a lot of orders that would replicate but it was something that resounded with people and i knew that i could touch a lot of hearts if i started making things like that i made some of the big yellow don't tread on me flags oh man those things were a lot of work but they sold like hotcakes. um i made just some like little wooden walnut flags those were really popular um really patriotic things that people feel fa- passionate about were probably my biggest sellers Mm
0: -hmm. okay and and what where were you selling these what what was the market was it friends at church or uh, um
1: so first of all i really i just started posting them on my instagram and my facebook um that's where a lot of people started connecting with me and then i took out a small ad on facebook marketplace And then that just kind of like ranked my stuff a little bit higher. And that actually, I found a lot of customers just through that one ad, which was really surprising to be honest, but um, I didn't sell any on Etsy, which was shocking. Um, I had a couple orders come through my website, but those were because the people reached out, Um, people at my husband's work, they were uh, previous military and they knew that, Mike was like, hey, you know, look at my wife's stuff. And they were like, oh man, I want one of those, that's cool so
0: hey i want to stop this podcast for just a moment are you brand new to cnc routers if you are then there's lots of things to learn and you are probably one that pops all over youtube (laughs) yeah youtube can be a pain because many youtube creators don't really think about you the beginner at IUC woodcraft that's exactly who i think about People who are just getting into it and really don't get the terminology, the lingo, and how to set up your projects, how to do designing, and how to run your CNC router, and do your finish work. Well, IDC Woodcraft YouTube channel is built just for those people who are asking those questions. So if that's you, you will certainly want to take a look and subscribe to the IDC Woodcraft YouTube channel. I literally walk you through step by step in my videos that I create for you, so that you can actually understand this stuff. And I don't talk in, in techno babble. I talk at the level of a beginner. That would be you. Go ahead and sign up and sub, or go to IDC Woodcraft YouTube channel and subscribe to it and start checking out the videos. I even have a list of all the videos in order, so you may want to uh, check that out as well. That will just take you right up the ladder. Down in the description, there's a link for the IDC Woodcraft YouTube channel, or just go to YouTube and search IDC Woodcraft, and you'll find me there. And you and I, we will learn together. All right, back to the podcast.
1: You know, you just got to start. You got to start somewhere.
0: Yeah, so, so it's a little bit of a mix. But you pointed out uh, one thing. So for this individual is uh, that I that I say all the time: people don't buy things because for logic they're buying for emotional reasons and the stronger the emotion within them the more they're willing to pay and so patriotic stuff if you're in the usa uh, you will do just fine right you the thing is is uh just start create them And get them out on your social media. Meaning, social media. You're this person clearly on Facebook, right? And so, start posting it on your Facebook. Now, I want to give you some tips about social media platforms for everybody to listen. uh, That you need to understand about what, how these things work, how Facebook works. Uh, Now, I want you. A lot of people aren't going to like this, but as a business owner, this is this is beautiful. Facebook holds 52,000 data points on every individual. They know more about you and what you're going to be doing than you know about what you're going to be doing, right? Mm -hmm. Because the algorithms pick up patterns and trends. It is crazy. Uh, It's not like there's big brothers back there, people watching. It's the algorithms are built because Facebook is built for business, right? It's a social network, but it's core function is for business right so so as a person who's on facebook you might first think oh my god you know, facebook knows everything right um but as a, yeah. going into business you want to turn that into your advantage you just gotta it, we don't have a choice in technology we don't have a choice in in google knowing where we're driving around or Apple know where we're driving around because we got our phones with us and and, and it's yeah. always tracking the phone, <clears throat> right? Um, yeah. Google has over 2 million data points per individual. <sighs> All right. So
1: that's terrifying.
0: Yeah. 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 It's it, it just what is what it is. Again, we can't avoid it. As business owners, we want to take advantage of it. Of so, course. I want Google and Facebook to know everything I'm doing. They can have at it. <laughs> I wake up, good morning, Google, good morning, Facebook. And oh my it, knows, gosh. it knows my schedule. Right. No, I mean I don't do that, but but it's, oh my gosh. it's just what it's yeah. Right? yeah, it's
1: an, um, it's 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 scary, but it's it's really important for business.
0: And so. it is the way business uh works in in, in scale these days it yeah. just it, it's yeah
1: it, I mean it, think about it where do you go like to all the individuals in the you know that are watching where do you YouTube. go when you need something
0: yeah. YouTube you or, yeah, I mean if you need Google? a lawn
1: service you go to Google or you go to Yelp or and Yelp and Google to you know everything is tied together and that's where we go or you go to YouTube or you go you go online it's like the first thing you do. When you need something but Mm -hmm. all right i think we should tackle some of these comments because we've got a lot of really great people in here tonight and i want to make sure that we give them adequate attention
0: yeah okay yeah that's they've been piling up um okay so but the best thing to make i'm going to wrap up this question the best thing to make is uh something that you are passionate about that you that you have a circle that you're passionate about i talk about jeep owners um Patriotic, you just simply can't go wrong with American patriotism. In other countries, you gotta think of what is what is uh emotionally driving people, what they're proud of, what they bond to. Um, religious. You know, there's plenty of religious projects that you can create, you know, for Catholic, yeah. for for Christian, you know, it's just
1: or you can it, stick with holidays. I mean, holidays are great. If I know a lot of um, businesses that that's primarily what they focus on. And then each year they have a bigger variety of what they have. There's a really um, a great entrepreneur on Instagram and her name's Kendra's got wood. And I just love her stuff. It's so adorable. I even bought a sweatshirt from her. It's one of her creations. Um, but she outsources the sweatshirts to have them printed. She just uploads her artwork to it. And I bought a sweatshirt because I think it's super cute. It's a little snowman and he's got like his little tool, you know, tool bag of a ruler and a hammer and a wrench. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is so adorable. Like I want one. And of course, as you said, I bought it not because it was a money thing. It was because I wanted it. I'm like, oh, that relates to me. Like it's Mm. so cute. But she does some great work and she does a lot of holiday related decor and she does great. So I mean, if that's something that you want to stick with, of course, holidays here in the U.S., as you know, the Hallmark has the Hallmark holidays, St. Patty's Day. I mean, it's huge.
0: Valentine's and, Day. Thanksgiving, all, all of them.
1: Valentine's Fly, Day. Flags
0: on July 4th. The only thing about holidays is you have to shift gears. Right. You have to and you always have to stay ahead clock, of ahead of the curve, and you have to to be months ahead of it to yeah. be ready for it. And you can't necessarily project what you're going to sell, so so it's and better to yeah. It's I think she's to, kind of
1: cornered the market on selling to women for things for their home that are cute and unique and not it's not something you can go to Hobby Lobby and buy. It's a very uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a very upscale decor. Um, that's a li- it's it's just a higher level of decor. Like her artwork is just, mm-hmm. it's it's really incredible.
0: Okay, all right, good, good. Um, so, uh, pricing. One one other thing I want to ask you about. So you sold some flags <laughs> that you made. How much did you sell them for? What? Um,
1: I sold them for around two hundred
0: and eighty dollars. Okay right and she sold none on Etsy okay if you go to Etsy these wooden flags people sell them for 80 bucks right it's it's pathetic pricing it's ridiculous yeah it would
1: cost me it would cost me 25 to ship it's just because of the dang size Mm -hmm. so
0: so 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 don't necessarily think Etsy use Etsy as a proving ground for you as an experiment um but your pricing, so so Kate had just stated, two hundred and fifty bucks for flag. I want you to think in those terms. When we're brand new, that's like, oh God, really? You know, nobody's going to pay that. Yes, they will. The stronger the emotion that they have to something, yep. the more they will pay for it. Okay, so we have Terry. You have issues with people seeing all your things you've made, raving about it, and end up walking without purchasing. Ugh. Have you experienced that Kate
1: Oh yeah yeah I got I got I got a really nice dose of that at the Penners conference last October when I went I worked my butt off for months months and I had some success I had a, you know some custom orders but people would walk in and they were like oh it's so nice yeah you do great work yeah yeah wouldn't purchase a dang thing and what I learned was I was in the wrong market. I was in the wrong space. Um, the event that I was at, I, it was more of a do it yourself kind of event, like, you know, grab a craft and go do it. So a lot of these people had set budgets and they see a flag for $280 and they're like, I don't have that kind of money on me right now. Mm -hmm. Um, or that's not something I'm going to spend right now. But what I did learn about the market is I had a lot of, um, it was another company. It was actually called Maker Flow Crafts. It was re- I mean, they're huge. They've done all kinds of stuff. They make tons of tumblers and epoxies and stuff for a lot of makers. And the guy came up to me and he goes, "You know, I think your stuff is incredible. You are very, very talented." He said, "But you're at the wrong event, honey." And I said, "Okay." I said, "Well, where do I need to be?" And he said, "You need to be in Nashville." And I said, "Okay." And he goes, "I guarantee you somebody would literally walk up to you and go, how much for the whole booth, just all of it, just for you to <laughs> grab your stuff, grab your purse and walk away. He goes, people will do that in Nashville. If you are at the right event,
0: you're talking about and Nashville, so, Indiana,
1: um,
0: or Nashville, no, Tennessee. Nashville, Tennessee. Okay.
1: Yeah. Just because, you know, I've got these big epoxy bears and I've got wooden flags and United States cutouts and, you know, all of this really cool stuff. you know all of my creations so i got a heavy dose of nobody wants everybody comes in and looks at it and walks away yeah
0: so so there's 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 several reasons that that can happen and they can be combined reasons right you identified one you're in the wrong place wrong place with the wrong item right Right. the the uh another one is as a creator you've made too many variety of things and and what what that what what that means is, if you're not zeroed in on your prod on, on the product, a customer can come up and it, 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 if you have too much variety of you've got you've got a plaque and you have a flag and you have a little doohickey that stands on the table and and just kind of it, it, it's a mix of stuff, that sends a psychological message to the customer that there's not a lot of clarity for them to zero in on, right? There's yeah. too much noise. And, yeah. and, and, and I so, have learned that. Yeah. You know, so this is the yeah. other reason why we want to get kind of clear and get into a niche. So, so we, when we are clear, we can project clarity to them. And when we project clarity to them, they are much more willing to buy. So uh, yes. if you, if you've made way too many things, you're putting all this stuff on a table, that could be one of the reasons. Yep. Um, your pricing structure can be wrong for the type of people that are in, in the venue. Or wherever you're putting it at, so yeah. so that's why it's important to be aware of what kind of demographic is where you're at. So those are those are some answers to that question. And so kind of think about what you're selling and how you're selling it, and how you're displaying it. And uh, everybody's gonna say our stuff looks pretty, right? But uh, yeah, uh, you yeah. also want some. Sometimes you're at a place where people just aren't there really to buy. They're just they're just Google, you know, window shopping.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think it's really important for new CNCers or new people that are trying this business avenue. I did all of the wrong things as I've learned in talking to you and doing this mentoring over the past year. But it was hard for me to see that when I was like first starting out because I had just gotten my CNC, I was like, I want to make all the things. And that's exactly what I did. I made all the things, but that's how I've become so good at working with my CNC because if I didn't, you know, do profile cuts, if I didn't do 3D carves, if I didn't do all of the things, I wouldn't know how to do them to help me navigate where I want to go now. But looking back and seeing that so i would encourage you to maybe do a craft fair with some of your projects that you've made Um, take some custom orders or try you know see what sells you know batch some small things out and see what sells do a social experiment
0: so so i want to challenge i want to challenge you on that Right, because okay. because that was the mistake that you made in the beginning because you didn't know you just made stuff. Let's see what sell. I mean, part of it you were just learning, right? But the other yeah. the other end is let's see what sells instead of doing the work up front to say who okay. is my market, who is my customer, what is their psychology, okay. and 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 what do they want? All right,
1: from? I hear you. I'll I'll bite. I'll,
0: uh-huh. I'll bite. I okay. you know I
1: really think that's great because um I was reading one of the comments. It says hobo with wood. I believe you make your money when you buy your materials and not overbuilding example, making champagne products in a beer market. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. I didn't I didn't take that into I didn't take that into account. I was just so mm-hmm. excited about doing all the things
0: yeah. that I didn't and, stop and- to do the work. Yep. And you got overwhelmed with most, most new business people don't understand that. Right. I didn't understand it when I first started getting mentored. So um, that's why I'm finding as, as you and I are doing this more and more people are emailing me about mentoring. Right. So, oh, fantastic. so yeah. So I, uh, I I know I'm going to start group mentoring. Right. Oh, that will be cool. that will be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's, Hey, we're stopping the podcast. Have you ever had to enter your CNC router bit data into your software database manually? If you have, you know how tedious that is. One of the things that I find really frustrating with many of the CNC router bit companies is they don't supply you with the necessary information like a database for your uh, bits. Well, IDC Woodcraft, I've solved that problem pretty much across the board for you. If you use the Vectric software, Fusion 360, Carbide Create, or Carveco, I have a free database for you with all CNC router bits in it, and it's free. And you can get it at idcwoodcraft.com. Why would you want to do that? Well, if you have entered the information, you know how tedious it is how many fields you have to fill in for each router bit. And you can easily make a mistake. You forget a decimal point, or put in the wrong number, you can break your router bits just because you did that. And for a beginner, entering router bit data can be very tedious, and you're very prone to making mistakes because you don't necessarily understand how this data should be entered in. So what you do is go to idcwoodcraft.com go to the menu selection at the top where it says database downloads you'll go to a page and there are the database downloads for you you simply download those follow the instructions install it and every single router bit that idc woodcraft provides which is pretty much all the router bits you'll ever want are populated in that database and it'll be imported right to your software idcwoodcraft.com Get your database download. Save yourself the headache of trying to enter all that information. You will thank me later. All right, let's get back to the podcast. "Hobo, uh, Let's see. So, Mike, I just popped this in. I didn't read it yet. It would be good to tell yeah. any customer that what you are making for them is unique, personalized to them, and it's not available from China. Okay, so let's talk a bit, little bit about this. This this is good and this is good to challenge Mike because this is the way we think um, uh, early on. So the we we want to work with the customer's emotions, right? We want to understand right. and get what I told you before Kate is what I say means something, what you say means everything. Right? So you as the customer, right? If I'm telling you uh, this, this could be for your daughter and it would be, you know, she would just love this. And then, you know, I could, I could sound very easily like a car salesman, right? Oh, yeah. uh, and, and nobody likes to be sold to. No one wants salesmen. And us as CNC business owners, this is one of the little areas that, that is a challenge. I don't, I don't know how to do sales. It's because we're not, we are going to sell stuff but it's the idea that we have to get out there and try to convince people is the wrong thinking. Yes. Right. So, so here in Mike's statement is we want to understand, this is why we want to do avatar work. Uh, avatar. I've said this a lot, but I haven't really defined it. So avatar is, is you have sat down and identified a single individual, one person that is your person. Your primary buyer, and so in my case, I see Woodcraft. I have it written down, right? I, I I know who it is. It's it. His name is Retiring Ron, right? He's nice. sixty-two years old. He's getting ready to go into <laughs> retirement. He's married. He's got three kids. They've all left the nest. And they most of them live a little bit too far away to make it convenient. He's got grandkids. He's missing them. Uh, And he's, he's, he's an empty nester and he's leaving the workforce and he's feeling
1: very specific.
0: It's extremely specific, right? He's a professional. um, And then there's, there's the blue collar one too, right? So, so I've, I've, I've like three main avatars, right? And the reason this is so important, uh, Mike and everyone else and UK is because when we understand who our main market is which is could be military male military retired uh right so, so we're, we have to needle down and, and so we can understand what's important to them what what pains are they having? What's important to them? How do they want to express themselves? People buy American flags that we make because they are expressing their patriotism. They belong to something that that you know that, that you know, as an American we all understand it. Non-Americans mm-hmm. they don't quite get it, but it's it's, it's I'm, I'm not going to dive into the psychology of that, but uh,
1: <laughs> it gets a little it gets a little right. deep
0: right so it's not yeah. that we want to tell the customer that it's unique it's that we want the customer to understand that we can make something unique that is going to add value to something that's important to them yes okay yeah. so I think that's yeah
1: so important to yep. to tap into
0: and so what we are doing what we do is we get that customer we, we kind of strayed a bit from the pricing thing, but again, yeah. this, this stuff is so important because when you understand that customer and you've sat down and you've done this work to, then you know what that customer is willing to pay, right? You know what they're expecting. You make a
1: very fair, very solid point. Very mm. solid point.
0: So, yeah. yeah. Yeah and then we can then we also know their psychology and then we know how to talk to them in a way that we don't have to tell them we make unique stuff that's important to them we help them see it from themselves and when they see it themselves and they they say hey you can do this for me now it's got a lot more weight than us telling yeah. them Is it making sense?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. 100%.
0: Rehash I'm that saying, for yourself and for everybody else. Two minutes.
1: I oh, man, I hate when you do this to me. <laughs> it's like calling me out on the carpet. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's your turn to read in middle school again. It's like, oh all right. I was doing a lot of thinking through that. I was listening, I promise, but I was also I, doing I know a lot you of were. thinking. Doing a lot of deep thinking. Okay, so let's let's look at the realtor. Again, like I said, it's not just her that I'm creating a unique gift for her. That's not what I'm trying to appeal to. I'm trying to appeal to the sense of importance that it brings to her that it brings value to her life like i said it's not about look what i can make you and look i've got these different objects it's more about i don't know what the right verbiage is my brain's going 100 miles an hour
0: i I know let's try it this way right your realtor sold a house to somebody and so they are they have their new toy right and and for those of us who have purchased houses it's a big it's a big moment for us this is our home and so when that realtor can come in and say i got something that says this is home right um yeah that that's emotional value and when you can get the realtor to see that that's what that customer you know what the realtor can, can deliver to that customer through your products, right? And yes. and, and and the return the realtor is going to receive from that customer. Oh, my God, this is so, so beautiful. you know. Yeah, it was so
1: thoughtful. It was, that's exactly what was in my brain that I was trying to get out. The emotional validation from the client to the realtor, because I have been in that situation. So we have a realtor up north that has that helped us sell our house in Indianapolis. She helped us buy our house in DeMott. And then she helped us sell our house in DeMott. And she's been with us through three house transactions. Like she would come over for dinner. Her boys would come over Mm -hmm. for dinner. She was a part of our family. But I would say when you're in these higher end real estate transactions, there's nothing more than a realtor can receive is that emotional validation that she has done Every single thing to make that client happy, and for them to say, "Good job! This is the perfect gift. I'm going to hang it in my front entryway." Oh, you're so thoughtful and so wonderful. That's what we want to bring to our clients. We want to give them that.
0: In some ways, that gift that that realtor gives to them can be more important than the house. Yes. Right. The, The house is a personal. Uh, is a personal action. The gift is a validation in a sense. It's like when I said out and send out the router bits and I throw in M&M's. And some people it, it, it's so much fun to see the posts in Facebook when people are saying and I got M&M's, right? You know, like, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way I got some bits too, but I got M&M's, right? So, 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 so you get router bits with your M&M's. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah
1: yeah well i i you know the other day when i uh, cuz i ordered some bits you know well you know cuz we processed them out but um i was literally setting up my laser for the first time and i was like oh my gosh i was like my my son brought out my package and he was like hey you got another package from Garrett and i like ripped over the package and I, like dumped it out and i was like oh man must've like really felt extra generous this week. I'm like, I got two packs of M&M's and my, my son was like, what, is that what he sent you? I was like, no, I was like, here's the bit, but I was like, put it on my toolbox. Cause I was right. so frustrated. But the M&M's were like the perfect icing on the cake.
0: Right. So, so, okay. so understand that it's little things can be the biggest things. Okay. So uh yard sale LLC. This is Harold. He's made several pieces as samples. The types of things uh, he can make. And thanks to my video. So thank you, Harold. Uh, I've sold some, not many. I've been offering my pieces on the Facebook marketplace. Uh, price is hard. Um, yeah, so mar- marketplace can be kind of funny, right? Um, one of the things with Facebook is you want to think about, because Facebook, Google, YouTube all work based on SEO and patterns of people. Mm-hmm. So if, if people are in in the CNC groups a lot, they're going to get ads for CNC stuff, right? And you want to take advantage of that. So when you're posting something, you want to make sure that you are using keywords that people are looking for in your descriptions. So this is something else You can go to Google and when you type into Google, you start typing in a search and all this stuff pops up that suggested searches, that is the top list of what people are searching for. Those are the keywords to be using. So keywords are words you need to use in your description of your products. Do that in Facebook, do that in in wherever else you're posting your stuff on your website, Etsy, you think yeah. this is why we do the customer. What is their language in? You know, what are they yeah. typing in? Not what we think we need to type in, right? Yeah. So for the router bits, for the starter kit, so many times that in Facebook, people are saying, does anybody know where I can get a good starter bit of CNC bits? What do you think?
1: Type that into <laughs> Google. <laughs> in,
0: in, in my, in my post, on my website, on my ads, because I have ads, I use yeah. that exact phrase, so Facebook knows when people are typing that in, right? It's and gonna it take will my ad. start
1: popping up in their stuff.
0: It'll take my ad and start popping it up. Yeah, right. This yeah. is business, so Harold, um, think about how you're using your languaging, right? And and also, people respond. Um, words sell. Put it that way. Yeah. So words. Well, I think.
1: Um... Since we are kind of right, like a little, uh, about four minutes over the top of the hour, I think let's really start to dive into the price aspect of how we price our products and how we factor in all of the things.
0: All right. So, so the first thing clearly is you have to make money, right? So you have your materials, you got your time. Yes. right. You have your shipping. You've got your packaging um, if if you are shipping items, right? So you got to yes. take into account your materials twice, at least 2x the price of your materials, at least. Okay. You said
1: 2x, so 2X. two times the pricing materials. Yeah. I always say anything that goes out to the client, whether it's the box, it's a sticker, it's the bubble wrap, it's um, whatever, you know, the actual product that I would factor in the two times.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or not, not necessarily just the actual product, but like I said, the bubble wrap, the box, stickers, tape, all the things. Mm-hmm.
0: And and so so physical materials is, is easy to, to figure out, right? There's contingencies okay. that you sometimes have to take into account. Um, right? right uh, so we always want to kind of take into account a contingency. So the, the general number is point. times or better okay or higher uh as far as time okay you you want to charge your labor now uh for for all the creators who are watching right now right if you're in learning mode that's just part of the process we have to eat that time because learning is just part of what we have to do right there's no getting around it and that's freebie um and what, one of the things you can do is say, you know, kind of try to get a feel. If I was good at this, how long would this take, right? Being new is kind of hard, hard to do that. But the, yeah. the, be- the other thing is look at what other people are paying. Also find people in the Facebook group, sign up to CNC entrepreneurs and ask in there, what do you ch- take a picture of it? What would you charge for this? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah. you know, you'll get some answers. You'll get a lot of variety of answers.
1: Oh, but yeah. You also,
0: but you also want to go back to the person and say, why would you charge that much? Why not more? Why not less? Right? We don't want to just accept an answer. We want to understand their thinking and how they're justifying it. Yeah. Because because even even CNC creators are different financial levels. Right? So we see things based on our own filters. Right? And and. Yeah. And so if we're thinking, oh, I can't go above 85 bucks on this, that's what they're going to say, right? When the project can sell for, your flag can sell for 250 bucks.
1: Yep. They can. They can.
0: All right. It just depends uh,
1: on where your market
0: is. Yeah. Uh, Never undervalue your talent. Okay. That's from Maple and Hickory Woodworking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we don't understand our talent. We don't understand how well our talent is, right? We don't see it in ourselves.
1: Right, um, yep.
0: I have a hard so, time with
1: that myself, I won't but, lie.
0: And that's that's the other part of the psychology that we have to get over in ourselves, that we have to start seeing wh- uh, what what, what uh, Maple and Hickory said, right? is start seeing our true value for what it's worth. So on that note, right, that you have helped people on the phone through this stuff and you're giving your time away while you've got kids you're managing and sports and and, and, and cooking and doing all the laundry and trying to do this business. And you're on a horn trying to walk other people through it. And it's time to stop giving that away for free. Hmm. You are building up a skill. You have a skill. It's time to start charging for your time.
1: I guess I really hadn't thought about it like that. Cause I think of more of them as like friends. Cause we've built a relationship for for Uh such a long time Uh but there are a lot of um you know like i have a lot of people on i'm like send me the file i'll take a look at it you know and i'll sit there and look at it but i guess i don't realize that i will sit there and talk with them and teach them and coach them through what they've maybe done wrong or what we can what techniques to use to try and correct or you know make the project go a little faster. But then I look up at the clock and two hours have gone by and I'm like, you know,
0: so, 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 so at the very least, then get yourself signed up to buy me a cup of coffee. Right. Which is, which is basically, it's a donation thing that works through Patreon, uh, PayPal. Don't sign up to Patreon. If you have a Patreon account, I'm sorry. Um, But (laughs) I don't know. Good, good, good. Sign up for that and ask people. This is where you have to literally ask for the sale say you know what i've just spent two hours with you let them know what you're giving them right yeah can you you know would you mind contributing something to donate a cup of coffee
1: i drink a lot of coffee
0: yep yep and they'll get that and they'll donate that's a good idea yep so uh okay and speaking of calls to action right so um in business, we, we, we do have to ask for a sale. It's learning what asking for the sale is, right? Asking for a sale okay. is not, hey, will you buy this? All right. Asking for the sale yeah. is is after you've know, given some value to them. Um, yeah. But calls to action. Okay. So number one, I'm going to give a call to action for everybody who's listening right now and watching is Kate has a YouTube channel, and Shine. Wood signs, right? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll link it in this video when it goes, uh, when, when uh, YouTube processes it. So sign up to your YouTube channel. Sign up to the IDC Woodcraft YouTube channel. Subscribe to it, right? Um, and join the CNC Entrepreneurs Facebook group. If yeah. you're a woman, a female, join the Women Who CNC Facebook group that Kate has started. And it's yeah. a, a women-only group. And that is one of these things can men join. It's, it's women who CNC, right. And and that's what it's going to be. And, 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 yeah. and I am, you know, Kate's had a lot of, uh, you, you've had a bit of resistance to doing that uh, because it's, it's <laughs> challenging. It's challenging. Uh, it's challenging,
1: there's... but I feel like it's, there's a lot of women that don't stand up for themselves and, I'm going to be that boss lady that's going to stand up for him and say, "It's all right. It's okay.
0: And, and, and it's okay I'm, for you to come into. Uh, it's
1: okay for you to come into our group
0: and right. and I'm one to ask. One hundred percent behind you. And lastly, get the IDC Woodcraft CNC Router Bit app. You will have all your feeds and speeds right on your cell phone. So, oh, so nice. uh, yeah, that is really cool. It's the only CNC Router Bit app out there. I mean, there's a couple for like that you do all these calculations, and it's like, what the hell? Even I didn't. know.
1: Yeah, I can't hardly figure those dumb things yeah. out either. Okay. I just it struggles it.
0: Right. Um, if you continually reduce prices to suit the financially challenged customer, then you will get a reputation for doing that. Exactly. Um, it'll be and what you're doing, you're also lowering your own sense of financial value. Right, mm-hmm. you'll become start. You will become addicted to that. You will find it hard to go back up, in in pricing.
1: Yeah, because you're and, so used to dropping the price down.
0: Yeah, a lot of people will be afraid to lose a sale, right? And so, so, so we'll drop the price. Oh my God, I got to get the sale. And we don't want that. We want our prices to be up, and and, and increase our net profit, our ROI, rather than Try to pinch pennies, right? Basically, as my mentor said, we're walking over dollars to pick up pennies when we're doing that.
1: My dad used to say that to me when I was
0: yep, yep. younger. Yep, And this, this mentality that Mike has brought up is, it's a, what we call racing to the bottom. And down at the bottom, that's where everybody and their brother's at. You'll be fighting with everybody. It'll be such a struggle.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Okay, Facebook user, it's you feel like it's perceived value you place on your craftsmanship. It's the perceived value that the customer places on the meaning of the project to them, right? Yeah. If if I'm interpreting this right, we have our own perceived value, and this is why we have to step out and do our avatar work.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Well, because I will so, give you
1: a. Uh, I'll give you just a quick. No, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No. Um, so i have a friend of mine um they had their 50th wedding anniversary love them dearly um and i had a lady i was at the event and she saw my piece that i had made it was a beautiful 3d carving and i told her she asked me the price on it if i were to make her one and i told her the price and i i said it's about 275 and she just looked at me and she goes oh I just don't know if i could pay that for a hunk of wood as a woodworker i was just like well i'm not giving you a hunk of wood mm-hmm. i'm giving you a beautifully crafted piece of art that would have your names inscribed on it and it's a 3d card if you wanted me to give you a hunk of wood i mean you can come out to the wood shop and i'll just here you go, I'll give you a hunk of wood and I'm not gonna charge you 275 for it. I mean, you could just-
0: What's that tell you about that person?
1: They, they don't know, I don't wanna say they don't know their own value, but they just, they don't have the respect for the craft.
0: They don't have the respect for the craft because their own psychology. Doesn't have certain respect for themselves. They don't have respect for um, people. Project out what they are inside. Mm. This is the hardest thing for people to wrap around their head, right? Yeah, it's like the story of the scorpion and the and the, and the fox that I told you about. Tricky little right? story. Yeah, yeah. I guess we should share it. We brought that up, okay? Because you, as a business owner, the, talking to everyone you will run, we talked about this earlier on, you're going to run in these customers. You know, they're the, the just buttheads. And so the, sto- yeah. the story goes like this, and the story kind of helps it make sense. That the scorpion comes to the river, and the scorpion wants to get across the river, but he knows he can't, he will drown. The river's just way too big for him. Uh, as he's sitting there waiting and trying to figure out how he's going to get across, a fox comes up and is getting ready to cross the river. And the scorpion says, hey, excuse me, fox. And the fox turns and says, I want to get on the other side of the river, but if I try to get across, I'll drown. Can I ride on your back as you're going across the river? And the fox says, well, no, you're going to sting me. And and the scorpion says, no, I, I just want to get to the other side. I won't sting you. And the fox says, I don't trust you. And, and the scorpion said, I promise. I just want to get to the other side. I won't sting you. And finally, the scorpion convinces the fox that it won't sting him. Fox says, fine, get on my back. I'll take you across and you hop off and get out of here. Scorpion says, thanks. And as they're going across, the scorpion stings the fox. And as the fox starts to fade away and he turns to the scorpion and says, why did you do that? You promised you wouldn't do that. And the scorpion said, I can't help it. It's my nature. The moral of the story is, the butthead customers that you have that don't give you the respect, like this one that Kate just said, it's a hunk of wood. It's their nature. We don't need to get mad at them. We just fire them. Okay, it's who they are, and this is she why wasn't, we... she
1: wasn't even a customer yet. She was just a potential right. asking me about it, and I thought, well, if you don't see the value in it, then that's on you. So
0: exactly, it's
1: moving it's, on it's, down the road.
0: All right, it's who she is, but this is just the nature of some people, right? Yeah, and and and. So when people get us angry, their nature is tapping into something that we're not strong in. And and that's the wake-up call to say, why why is this bothering me? What is it about me? Because I want to get over it because I don't want to be pissed off about that anymore. I just want to be able to brush that person off. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, got a bunch more. Um, got Michael Moore. Quite often, wealthy people are at the Ducks Way's Wang, and that's Watertight they didn't get wealthy from spending too much money um so what are you saying here sometimes they can be really really hard to deal with too mm-hmm. right and they, they can be try to, to to pinch you as much as they can unless customer you fire too all right it's yeah. it, it's not worth losing the peace and mentality yeah the, the, the peace of mind for you um is there any that you're saying that you want to address um, but lots of comments and I wish I could hammer all these
1: yeah um, Adam um, he says I feel like as a woodworker the need to understand self-worth is very important to learn pricing
0: mm-hmm. yeah yep, it certainly. is the more you understand your worth, that that will affect where you're going to sell your stuff to, and it'll affect yeah. how you're pricing your stuff.
1: Thank you, Adam, for that comment. That's very yeah. good.
0: Yeah. Um, Harold, your project started as therapy, as Garrett knows. Uh, now you want to work on making it a business. Marketing is a challenge. Right? Totally okay. So. That you're doing in late piece. So marketing is is a strategy, right? But marketing is understanding that it's about engaging feelings in people, waking, making them feel things, and 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 uh, um, yeah, you, you have to make them feel things in order for them to buy from you.
1: Yeah, um, Ken says would like to see boards that are worth that much. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, they're there. The twenty-one hundred dollar boards, they're there. Yeah. Then that. So, so think of think of it that, you know, the the you've got your standard board that most homes have. You know, eighteen by twenty-four, right? You make it a yeah. one-inch thick board out out of walnut, whatever. You know, people are going to pay you know a fair dollar for it. Uh, but then then you're getting into the one and a half inch thick boards that are that are you know whatever. Um, a big but but again it still comes back to the nature of the customer. Um you won't see those yeah. boards in Etsy, right? The 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 no. one hundred because because that market is not going into Etsy. No, they're
1: not. Right. They're buying not, specialty not even close.
0: Yep, they're buying specialty. And that's yeah. where that's they've gotten where in
1: with, with a they've gotten in with a crowd.
0: Hey, my CNC brother or sister, I have to stop the podcast to do a little advertisement. This podcast is run by IDC Woodcraft and me, Garrett Fromme. Now, you know, IDC Woodcraft is a CNC router bit company that provides CNC router bits to you for your awesome CNC router projects. I want to talk to you a little bit about IDC Woodcraft and me. When I got into CNC routers, I didn't know what CNC router bits I needed and there were no companies out there telling me what I needed or how to set them up and or what the CNC router bits were for, what I need to use bits for what. That was irritating. And I noticed that almost every single new CNC router owner has that problem. And that is what I have strived to solve with IDC Woodcraft with all the YouTube content I've made for you. I've made databases very convenient for you, free to get right off the website, the CNC router bit app. But one thing I want you to know about is behind the scenes, the CNC router bits themselves and what we do and what I do to ensure that you've got a top quality product in your hand. We go out and buy router bits, and we don't really understand the technology behind them. And there is a lot of technology. So what I do is, number one, is I will start working with the tooling companies that I have. Now, I've got the companies three places in the United States. They make the router bits. We sit down, and, well, I will get some bits from them, and then work with them, and then work on modifications, I want the bits that come out of IDC Woodcraft and get into your hands to be of the highest quality and Give you the best finish. So we go through a lot of testing of router bits before they even hit the the, uh, Hit the website This is really fundamentally important because from my perspective your CNC projects absolutely must look amazing otherwise If you don't want that, go buy any router bit. This is the principle I work from. The projects we make, we are very proud of them. And the worst thing is when we got bad cuts and whatnot. And if you're a new creator and you don't understand that the router bit could actually be the problem. When it comes down to it, hear me on this one. The CNC machine does the moving, but it is the router bit that actually does the carving. So that is the most critical component of your entire process of designing and your machine and the wood. The CNC router bit has to be right. And that is the principle behind IDC Woodcraft. IDCwoodcraft.com. This is where you'll find these bits that I personally Test every single one of them before I allow them to go to market. Now, I mean, every single style. Of course, I don't test every single one of them, but I just wanted you to know that IDCwoodcraft.com because your CNC router projects must absolutely look amazing. Otherwise, any bit will do. Let's get back to the podcast. Yeah, how do you set yourself apart? Adam said. Um, so that's understanding what the market is doing uh what we'll we'll use the word competition i don't like to use that word because you never look at yourself as in competition you want to see what the market that's selling the same projects as you are selling and what they're doing and you want to kind of be really objective about it uh saying i have never
1: seen myself as competition with other with other makers i'm like there is more than enough to go around
0: yes yeah yeah, it's, it's an abundant world, but I'm the one that used the word and I just want to be very carefully that, that yeah. don't don't be in competition with other businesses because that's that's what drives you to the bottom. That's what stresses you out. You want to be unique. Right. And certain people are going to engage with you. Right. Because they resonate with you. This is why. Yes. Yeah. Women who see Facebook group. You have a story. You know, the mom's story, the busy mom, right? And there's a ton of women who feel like that. And uh, oh, yeah. so so they're going to resonate with you, right? And us guys, we don't get it. We have no business being in that group because because we don't understand what you as a mom, wife, woman really does from up here and how-
1: Yeah. I mean, think about all the different books that have been written on it. Yeah, yeah. Men are from ours, women are from Venus. We <clears throat> We communicate and learn very differently than mm. one another.
0: Yeah, we're at 9.22, so eight more minutes and we'll knock off. Um, okay. Quite often personal shine. And find something you like. So it makes blue line flags. Yeah. Okay. I, I like this. Yeah. What yep. what do you make? Okay. Blue line flags. Those are like, yep. uh, okay. yeah, those are law enforcement, right? So yep. it, it, it's an American flag with, with the middle stripe blue right the blue line Um, yeah mm -hmm. i think um
1: i you know i think he's like i said the patriotic the it's very it's a very niche category you uh, extremely well at doing he's done very very well at doing this he's making these and do what you're good at yeah and if they keep selling then
0: Absolutely. Here's the thing to think about. So this is not just patriotic, okay? There's two. Just, just in what he said, there are two levels of emotional uh, attachment here, right? Mm-hmm. Number one is the patriotism. Number two is the law enforcement, right? And yeah, cops are bonded. They're brotherhood. Firefighters are brotherhood. Military are brotherhood. EMS are brotherhood. And and and, you all know, of them. Yeah. And and so. So there's a double whammy here that that gives up that extra oomph and they are going to pay more for it than yeah. a standard American flag that doesn't have anything on it. Yeah. Right.
1: And I wouldn't be surprised if he got if he gets hit up to do retirement flags or badges or, you know, something unique. Mm-hmm. But he's got an in with that group and then he's going to become well known. Well known.
0: Yeah. To do yeah. That. And that's, that's the other thing is, is work at it. Once you decide and you know that market's there, you got just got to stay with it. You've got to get let your name start to get out there, and it takes time. Um, and I we do. have to learn how to be patient. All right, Kate, pick a couple more.
1: Um, let me read. Oh, Maple and Hickory Woodworking, I made quite a few LEO flags, and specifically with department patches and badges. Yep, that's exactly what we were just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I've sold a lot of photo V carve photos on MDF. I've seen those become really popular too. A lot of people like to do those.
0: Yeah. The, the, it, it's a little, it's a different angle. Um, mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And it's not an easy art. I've tried it. It's not easy. Um Gordon says, good idea so far. Have yet to make anything but have a complete shop with all this stuff. <laughs> Come on, Gordon.
0: Yes, get get making, brother. Um...
1: Doo, 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 doo. Yeah. Aceworks, congratulations on buying your new CNC. That's very exciting. You bought a okay. Phantom.
0: Yep. Oh, did he? Excellent. Yeah, Yeah, that, that's my big boy. I've, I finally actually have that thing running. And I am going to give a little teaser here. Most of you are aware that I have the hog roughing bit. Well, I am coming out with a Generation 2 hog. And this thing I've tested on the Phantom. Um, I couldn't not break that bit. I was running it through plywood, 100% step over. Three quarters of an inch deep, at 600 inches per minute, and I ripped through a four uh, four feet of plywood. Holy so shit. that thing is on order. Uh, I've, I've I've approved it with my tooling company, and so they are going to be uh, coming in soon. So whoever's watching Yikes. this, yeah, whoever's watching this, you got a heads up. Um, oh, no. Okay, but this is interesting. So, Smoky, um, nine out of ten times his wife needs something around the house, I'll make it and post it on Facebook. Thousands of views, a hundred messages, hundred
1: messages, and
0: about fifty. That's a lot of messages. Me, sorry, every project turns into money. Okay, so th- th- it's the power of Facebook, right? It's the power of friends and Facebook. This is what I want you to do on Facebook if you have Facebook. When you're getting ready to post a project on Facebook to show it off to people, at least two hours beforehand, start commenting on all the Facebook posts, all your friends' posts, whatever. Because what Facebook does is when they see those comments, what it's going to do is put your feed in front of that person. So you comment to them, Facebook will put your next post in front of them. Okay, so it's kind of free marketing that way. Yeah. And you don't have to say you're selling stuff. You just, it'll just, Facebook will put it out there. So that's, that's a little golden bonus tip for you. Uh, but the other thing that's important here, women buy stuff. Women are often the decision makers. So um, really think about that um, in your, in your projects. Is your market and uh, are women, the decision makers in, in what you're creating. All right. Uh, yeah so so we're coming to the end kate i want to uh, first of all i want to thank everyone for being here and sharing thoughts and yeah. i do apologize that we have not hit every one of them um try our best yeah. but i hope I that you to... yeah i hope you gained something out of this and if you did uh and on youtube i just appreciate a thumbs up and uh so just down below the video see there's a call to action okay we're asking <laughs> yeah. in business we ask for the sale and so yeah. and so uh comments um so what have you we talked a bit about pricing but we also talked what comes before pricing all right so so what have you kind of picked up from this time that that you now have to kind of process
1: um, I feel like I feel like I definitely want to explore the pricing thing a lot more because it is so tricky for a lot of people. Um, maybe we can hit on that more a little bit next week. And then also, I really need to dive more into my avatar work because you called me out, which is so good in mentoring. I think that that's that's why I love having you as my mentor because you see through, the bullshit and you call me out on it. And I mean, I'm being totally honest, you do. You you call me out because sometimes I will get off on a tangent and my mind is like a squirrel and I have a thousand things going through my brain, but you always seem to reel me back in and say, this is why we're doing the work. And this is why you're, you're, you're past year one. It's time to, you figured out the CNC, you figured out the software. Do I know everything about CNC? Absolutely not. But I know enough to be dangerous and I know enough to make some really cool stuff, but what do I want to do from here? Um, I know last week we talked about the avatar and what I was going to do. And we talked about women who see and see. And I think that having the group and finding Finding my specific thing that I need to do is really important. Um, mm-hmm. Whether that's selling things online or that's making projects or working with you know high-end clients, it's there's a lot of wheels turning in my brain as to where I want to take mm-hmm. where I want to take my business. And so I really talking about the niche and understanding why people that are so successful when they Do one thing and they focus on one or two, or you know, maybe three things that all relate. Like we talked about the flags, the badges, and you know, retirement plaques. Those people are wildly successful because they've cornered the market on that, and that's what it's hard with CNC work because you have the possibilities of everything at your fingertips, Mm -hmm. but you've got to nail, you've got to nail, nail it down. Right. You've got to, you know.
0: Right. As you're thinking about this, you mentioned kind of four different directions here, right? Uh, See, I told you. The real, yeah, no, that's okay. That's what we do. So the first thing to do is what feels natural, right? If it doesn't feel like it's natural, it doesn't mean you won't pivot a little bit yeah. later, okay? Uh, it doesn't mean that as you put out your stuff to the market, the market starts asking you for some different things and tells you. At the end of the day, the market is going to tell you. So for us as business owners, everybody who's on here, if you're not having success, don't think of failure as a negative thing. Think of it as the market is simply telling you that what you're doing is not resonating with them. So it, it can either be you're going after the wrong market, you're not being clear enough to the market, um, you're you, you're pricing wrong to the market, you're communicating wrong to the market, you're not narrowed into a specific market enough. So there's lots of different reasons. Yeah. That's why we do this, this stuff up front. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I wish so, I had
1: figured this out a lot sooner. Would have saved me a lot of heartache.
0: Yeah, right. But don't worry. I went down the same road as you did, and I finally, I finally did, did the same thing. I says, I got, I, I need help. I can't do it myself. I don't know. I just don't know why. And and then yeah, when you start getting mentored, then you're like, oh, 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 then shit Yeah, Right. So, um, okay. So this time on your notepad, you're going to write down uh, what I want you to do is brainstorm, right? Just do a brain dump of all this shit that you want to make. All these different angles you want to go at. Okay. Just Do a brain dump. Okay. And, and just get it out of your head. Right. Yeah. It, it's, like, it's like clutter going on up there. And that's it, it, that getting in the way of a bunch of stuff. All right. So, yeah. so a brain dump, all you're going to do is just make a list of every everything. And lily you'll have it you'll have it all in five minutes ten minutes right and then and then think about think about what uh, these different opportunities that you think you can that you think you have, and also the other opportunities you've already had, where you okay. have made sales already okay all right all right. The other thing oh. is the women who see and see. You've got to dig into that avatar, okay? So really, as a surface thing, we'll just do it right now. Uh, give that person a name. Tie a verb to the name. Stress out Susan, right? Or, or, or whatever it may be, right? And just yeah. kind of start to identify in your mind who this person is. Everyone who's listening and watching.
1: Do your homework <laughs> like me.
0: Yeah, really. Sit down and think about who you you we all have a story, right? And and your story is going to resonate with somebody. And and so you you really need to start thinking about who that individual is. When you do an avatar, you cannot say, Well, they're between thirty-five and forty-five. Do not do that. That's give, a them a, yep. give them a specific at one specific person so important i didn't get this either and it's so natural and the reason we do that we say oh there's between 35 and 45 psychologically if we zero down to a single person we feel like we're closing ourselves down to a market like to all business
1: let me ask you one question about the avatar
0: yeah.
1: if you're doing this avatar work is this person that you're trying to market to, I know this is, this may sound dumb, but I'm going to ask anyway, does this person need to correlate with who we are and who, we, what we're feeling?
0: The best way to do it is identifying with you, right? You know, you, okay, that's and what I'm wondering. Yeah. You know, you, your pains and desires, right? And ultimately, with the avatar, we want to know what their pain and their desires, right? And then we can make CNC projects around that, but we have to know how to how to engage those pains and desires. Okay. All right. So, um, I had another... That's why answer. I
1: was wondering, because, like, I'm very crafty, so it naturally comes to my, like, off the tip of the tongue, crafty Kate. Uh-huh. Um, but I also know what my pains and my desires are, so... Mm-hmm. I need to work to market something like that, but maybe work on the name
0: a little bit. Well, crafty Kate sounds like the person who would be women who CNC, but is it really? Is that the person that's really women who CNC? Right.
1: Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying.
0: Right. Yeah. Stressed out Susan could be the one that's like, yeah. Or 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 or. or, or, I'm trying to think of a word for you. For you, but stressed out Susan right? Um, whatever it might be. So yeah, uh, when you're making your projects, it's going to be a little different because stress out, Susan doesn't want a project. She wants out of her pain.
1: Yeah. that That's where I'm like, okay, so does this person relate to me? That's what I'm yeah, trying that,
0: to. Yeah. That, that person that's going to be in that group is. For your CNC projects, for those that are listening, it's the people that want to express something. Okay, that, that, they, that something's important to them. Those okay. who have served in the military, I'm okay. gonna give you a tip, okay? And then we're gonna knock okay. off, okay, okay? To help you understand this, okay? Those who have served in the military for years later, all the way until they have hit their deathbed, yeah. they always reflect back, for most people, reflect back to their days in the service, okay? And they honor that and they let people know because that was the time in their life that they felt most personally accomplished. That's when they felt the strongest bond in the brotherhood. That's when they felt really a part of something. And often they don't have that through the rest of their lives with their kids, with their families, just just that one thing that they was theirs and theirs alone. Right. Yeah. And, And there's sometimes just a deep yearning to have that back, but we can't go back to it. And so we cling to it, right? Um, Yeah. So, so those, those are, yeah, think about that. And why this is, this is the level that we go. Why do they hold on to it? Why do they need that expression on their wall 40 years later of of a flag that says military? Because that's what they identify with. That's part of their identity that they've held on to for years, right? So our job is to reinforce that identity and help them what we are doing is we are helping them um we're not selling to people we are helping them uh express things that are important for them right so we're we're helping people by selling things to them believe it or not
1: (laughs) yeah well i guess um i want to tell you something really quickly one thing that my my daughter and all of her friends um call me is Mom, uh, mommy kate i don't know why they call me mommy kate but i was talking to my daughter about the other day and i said i need to understand more about this mommy kate thing and she said because if we're hungry you feed us if we need something for a dance you have it if you you know whatever it is like a lot of my daughter's friends you know they come from all varieties of different homes or you know a lot of their moms work they're single moms or you know whatever their situation is it's you know if you need spandex shorts oh call my mom she'll she'll bring them to you you know she's at home she'll do it for you you know you need a ride to whatever so it's kind of like that's my identity right now is mom or mommy kate for for all the kids and i know a lot of other women feel that same way right now is we're just mom 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 like, good Lord, can you just think of just something different other than mom, please, or mom, where is, I swear, I told my family tonight, I'm like, look, I'm going to start a jar for everybody that keeps asking me where something is, like, figure it out. Mm So, you know, Mommy Kate, go to mom, you know, I don't want to be called Mommy Kate in the professional world, but, you know, Mommy Kate, how do I fix my CNC, or how do I solve this problem? So, Maybe something along those lines of being a mom and figuring out problems. I feel like that's all I do all day long is problem solve for people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just remember, she's got a pain, she's got a desire. So, everyone, uh, I hope that you gained something out of this. Uh, and, uh, Kate, I hope you've gained out of this, gave you I some have. new food for thought. Thank and you. I, I hope that those who are listening, that you will take some of the stuff and work it because you want your business to grow. This is what you have to do to make it work. Okay, we have mm-hmm. to step back, be a little patient, start to understand who we're going after, all right? And, and it takes yeah. a little time. It takes a little time to get the clarity on it. But the more you work at it, like I said, it's all up here. The more you work at it, the better you'll do. That's a bona fide guarantee. There's no one should never quit. And also. If you feel like you have an attitude, if this isn't working, get out of that. Focus on getting out of that and focus in the markets is telling me I'm not doing it the right way. And then ask yourself, what resources do I need that are going to give me the right tools to do it the right way? With that, going to say goodbye. And next Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will be back and we will dig in more into the avatar because it is mm-hmm. so important.
1: Yay.
0: All right. (laughs) Okay. Say bye, Kate. I'm saying bye.
1: Bye, guys. Thank you again.
0: There you go. If you've made it all the way through this, you have taken this very seriously about how to price your projects the right way. You now know it has nothing to do with materials. It has nothing to do with your time. I mean, that does get involved, but it really has to do with the marketplace you're going after, and making sure you are serving a marketplace in a way that they value, a marketplace and a customer that has high value in themselves. You want to stay away from the Dollar General crowd and the Walmart crowd. You want to get up to the crowd that's shopping at Kroger that's a little bit more concerned about their well-being, they have higher value in themselves. This is the market you want to go after. You don't want the people that are going to bicker you down by three dollars. It's a waste of your energy and time and value. Value yourself and the more you value yourself, the better customer you're going to get. Be sure to go to the IDC Woodcraft YouTube channel and of course listen to the rest of these episodes because you will learn a ton more just learning if you've been listening to one, two, and three, and you've got through this one of the podcast episode, you're learning that business is a very different animal from what many people think it is when when they first get into it. All right, I hope you have a great day, better tomorrow, and happy CNC.